Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have on Haley Jewer. We connected online, um, had a lot in common, and I wanted to have you on and kind of pick your brain. So welcome. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. How's your day going so far? Pretty good. Just another yeah. day full of surprises, challenges, and good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are having a storm over there right now. Yeah, and uh, it's going to go from snow to rain, which always makes things a little more interesting as that's, well. That's that's the beauty <laughs> of, of the East Coast. We, ju we just had a huge storm. We had like 30 centimeters. Yeah, I was watching you do your cold plunge with all that snow around you, and I miss yeah. the snow, but it never stays here, you know? It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. can't snowboard, can't do anything fun. Oh, you snowboard. Nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to, I, I got some questions for you because I feel like we got a lot to talk about. Um, the one thing I kind of resonate, well, I've, I've read, I've kind of related to a lot of things that you were kind of telling me about yourself. Uh, one of the things was taking time away from social media and you told me that you took a year off of social media. So I'm just, I'm wondering why, why did you take a year away? Well, social media can have its pros and its cons for sure. I was running my business online from Mexico and was online so much. Um, there's a huge time commitment there when you're trying to run things online, especially when it comes to editing. And even when you're doing lives, I would find just a lot of time and effort being on those apps like Instagram. You're so easily distracted. There's so many things happening at once on there. And Honestly, I just felt like I couldn't help but be distracted by some of the things I didn't love on social media, but that would happen naturally. Um, I came back to Canada and I thought maybe I would be more happy having a combination of my life half online, half on the ground. But it's so funny because through trial and error, you figure out what works for you. And I much prefer the flexibility of just making it happen online. So that's the main reason I'm coming back full time. I like I like how you said trial and error because a, a lot of people nowadays they they're like what do I do and like I always tell them like why don't you just go try something and see if it works for you like mm -hmm. you know a lot of people a lot of people will just listen like oh like there's this fad diet like I'm I'm gonna go do it or or they'll ask questions about it right they're just unsure about things instead of just I mm -hmm. I like to just try things out for myself see if it fucking works right so. Um, I actually took time off of social media myself um, for about like 40 days. I like I never never had a phone, nothing. And I, I found that like taking away that social media, taking away your phone, it's just like time was just kind of slowing down. And it's like you're, I wasn't picking up my phone every like two seconds and like just jumping on doing mindless shit, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Um, when I first took all of the apps off of my phone, I felt like I was still reaching for it a lot, like going to open up Facebook and then being like, oh, yeah, this is exactly why I took it off of my phone, because I just don't like that. And when we talked about trial and error as well, um, I tell a lot of people fail fast, fail hard and fail fast. You're never going to nail it the first time around. And it's all about finding your own groove. And that's why I like working with people. And what I do is every single person is so different. The route to their success is going to look different. And I like just like to peel back the layers with people and see where we end up. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're an online fitness coach or like lifestyle coach or. Yeah, I'm a fitness coach. I primarily was doing personal training when I lived in Canada before I started traveling a lot. 
Um, but of course, there's so much about like the mental and emotional component of fitness that I like to combine with the physical stuff. Uh, working out and creating physical workout programs, that is second nature to me. That is the easy peasy stuff for me. But it's really getting people to lock in that mindset and the ability to have a certain level of discipline and feel the rewards of that. Yeah, it definitely is all about mindset. Like I, I've done it for a little bit, uh, not not very that long. Like once I left my, um, once I left the oil rigs, I was kind of like, okay, what do I do? So like I try, I was like really in the fitness. I was like, all right, let's 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 do this, right? So I always used to tell people that like you got to change your mindset about the fitness thing because if it seems like a chore and you fucking hate it and you're like, oh, I just want to lose weight you're most likely not going to continue with it. But like, if you change your mindset and like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm feeling better and I'm working towards making myself better. You're probably going to enjoy it more. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to think and act greater than you're actually feeling when you have goals and you're trying to change anything like that. You do have to overcome the struggles mentally before anything else. I mean, I work out every day, but sure as hell, I don't feel motivated to do it every single day. Most days I do, but there's days where I'm like, the last thing <laughs> yeah. that I want to do. And it's just how you feel after. That's what I always focus on and the reason that I work it that way. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I started personal training actually because I was a medic on the oil rigs. I was working out in the Berta for three or four in years. In the Berta! Where? Where? Um. I was working out of White Court. Are you familiar with? Yes, White I Court? worked in White Court a lot. I used to do fracking. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've been on a lot of frack jobs for sure. I, I don't know um, if you heard of uh, uh, Calfrack. Yeah, I've been with them for sure. Yeah, I've that's, traveled that's... around with service rigs, frack companies, drilling rigs. I definitely did it all. But when shit would slow down, like in the spring or the summer, that's how I got into personal training in the first place. Was to uh -huh. make up for that time when everything was slowing down or was just too dirty to be out there. <laughs> so you worked in the, so you were medic in the oil rigs, like what really, cause you, you make a lot of money, right? You make, you make a lot of money. Like, well, 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 probably six figures. Right. Um, what made you like finally leave that? There are a number of reasons that I walked away from that. I mean, there was some instability. Business would be boom and boom and booming. And then there would be a couple of years where there wouldn't be as much work available. So that was always tricky. Um, definitely giving up your time, the time commitment of being out there three weeks plus at a time, no days off. People don't realize that you lose your weekends. You're not seeing your friends. You're missing family birthdays. There's just so much of a time commitment that makes it really difficult. And I mean, the money, the money definitely kept me happy outside of that for a while. But I felt like I was just working to take a vacation. You know, I would bank up some money, and then I would hop overseas and blow it on good times and then have to go back <laughs> to work and build it up again. And I definitely wanted to create more freedom and more balance in my own life. So I uh, man, I relate to that a lot because I same thing. <laughs> I would literally like work. Well, my shift was like twenty two days straight, and then thirteen days off, and then for thirteen days it was just like Woo! party. You know what I mean? And then you're just mm -hmm. going back to work, hating your life. You're like, all right, fuck, here we go again. But like, like now that I've been away from that life for so long, I can't imagine going away for twenty two fucking days and working like fourteen, fifteen hour days. 
rushing back to the hotel. You're just popping around hotel to hotel to hotel, like living out of a, out of a suitcase the whole time, working yep. out, working out in shitty gyms, eating shitty fucking hotel food. Like, yeah, man, stress, stress, <laughs> stressing me out even thinking about it. Crazy. Yeah, it was hard to lock in the mindset with that. I mean, I was the only person out of a 20 to 30 person crew that would be actively working out every day, like trying to make that happen. But the food was a big thing. Not having access to really good quality food on the road would really mm. affect me negatively. And uh, I'm such a creature of habit. When I would go out there, like money talks, I wanted to make money. So I was actually usually working for two companies. I would max out my days with one. I can't remember if it was 24 days might have been the maximum that like you're legally allowed to go out. Yeah. But I would literally drive back, drop off my truck and then hop out with another company. I think the longest stretch I did was like 67 days. Holy <laughs> Jeez, yeah. that's got to make that money. And again, you don't know when the work's <laughs> going to slow down. So you're just like fucking go <laughs> yeah i see like i was in that i was in the m mindset before like every job i ever had was always i would always be the guy I'd be like is there overtime can i work extra days right and you just get in that like hustle 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 mindset but like when i finally stepped away from from that and i stopped i'm not like so money driven now it's like mm -hmm. my life has completely changed everything's just slowed down and yeah. one thing, one thing I've noticed at like from leaving the oil rigs is I'm actually sleeping, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of sleep because, like, like you said, like most guys would just come home from work, eat their food, go to bed. I would come home, go in the gym for an hour and a half, and then be up and like trying to live this other life. And then, but you're like taken away from your sleep. So like, when mm -hmm. I was at work, I'd be exhausted every single day. You're living off caffeine, your energy drinks going off the fucking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the shift work, the shift work would be so hard on me. I was getting sick all the time, like mm. trying to do my best to have a healthier lifestyle. I wasn't going to the bars and drinking like some of the rig crews as soon as they get off there. Yeah. Yeah. A two four as well. So that's the other concept that you're kind of fighting within yourself. It's like, I deserve to have a good time, but I want to save my money and I want to feel good. So, yeah. yeah, I felt like I aged 10 years working too out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's man, it's it's so wild. So and I, I also realized too, like, since I left and kind of went working on my own is you can actually li live off a lot less money. I don't know if you can relate to that. 1000%. The more you make, the more you spend. I, I think that's really true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy. You also mentioned too, that you uh you were like living in Mexico for six months of the year. How, is that right? No, I was, um, when I quit working a full-time job for anyone else, I wanted, the dream was to live six months in Canada and travel for six months abroad. So what I actually did was I got a certificate for teaching English and I was working that online. Um, I didn't know how to set up a fitness business online at the time. I didn't even think about it at the time. So I was like, what can I do? to support moving around and go out, going wherever I want to go. So I actually went to Nicaragua first and that's where I did my teaching course. I got that set up and I was actually making decent money. And the goal was to pick a new country every year, stay there for about six months, go home for six months, visit the family. And I did that for at least three years before COVID slapped us all in the face and everything started closing in on me and I felt like I wasn't going to be able to do that and I bounced to Mexico um 
I wouldn't say I got stuck down there because I could always come home, but like the lockdowns and everything that I was seeing from back home was just not it for me. I refused to be a part of that. So stayed in Mexico for three years and that was probably the best experience of my life. I fell in love with Mexico, picked up the language and I'm going back in a couple of months. That's definitely where I'm going to set up a bit more long-term now. I actually got my temporary residency there and I'm going to make it permanent so I can go beyond the six months and just keep living it up down there. It's so wild. It's so wild to me that you've done that because it's, it's something that I've been like actually thinking about a lot. Um, like I work for this company, Michael Seidman, and, and, and he's he's the guy that, that owns it. He's always telling me, he's like, you need to move to Mexico. He's like, I don't know what you're still doing in Newfoundland. And now that I'm like actually working from my phone, like I'm like, okay, like I could probably go do that and it's it's what it's like it's like that scary thing that like i don't know like is it gonna work out and you know what i mean and were you like that at all like were you, were you thinking about this a lot before you actually went ahead and done it or you just said fuck it and did it um no i'm someone that pulls the trigger pretty hard and pretty fast on most ideas yeah. and again it's like fail fast you know you never know what's gonna happen if you're considering moving out of the country i definitely recommend that you plan like a three to six month trip just to see how you really feel staying somewhere. Yeah, that's, beyond, that's what like, I was thinking. Yeah. Beyond two weeks at a resort, like it is a different life to really be living yeah. on the ground I, like I, that. So I think like you always like you always hear these stories of like Mexico and like the cartel and all this bad shit. Like it's probably not like that at all. Right. No, I felt incredibly safe where I was living. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, the media really hypes up things in a negative way. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but I felt incredibly safe where I was. I traveled around alone a lot. I made friends with a ton of locals. Um, yeah. If you have the desire to be somewhere else, go for it. Just nice. go for it. You'll see what it's like for yourself. And you probably have a lot of freedom uh, now that you're like working online, right? You're probably a lot more happier, a lot more healthier, right? Absolutely. That's yeah. undeniable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. There's there's just so many like I've thought about leaving the oil fields and that type of work for years and years and years, but like it's just I was always just so scared because people get comfortable and they're making this amount of money and they're like, well, and they they probably buy a house and three or four cars and a, a camper and they got bills up to their fucking neck. They probably can't leave, right? But mm -hmm. you just gotta go do it because you never know. You never yeah, know. I actually um, owned a house in White Court. It's so funny that you're familiar with that town. Uh, what White Court. I've been all was. over. I've been all over that place. <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, honestly, year after year, I've just been getting less and less responsibilities off my plate to have the freedom to go anywhere that I want. And that's definitely what's most fulfilling for me. I know some people want the stability of having a home in one place. And I mean, that's the goal. Of course, I want to generate enough income that I can have multiple homes in multiple countries. But right now I'm living the life of just going wherever my heart desires. And it's fucking awesome. <laughs> man, I fucking love that, man. Because I, that's what I want. I like, I want to have the same. I want to have enough income coming in where I can just say, I, like, I hate when people ask me if I want to go on a trip and I say, I don't know, um, maybe I can't afford it or uh, no, I got, I got something that I'm committed to. You know what I mean? I would like to just mm -hmm. be able to say, just go, go wherever I work from my phone, do whatever, just travel. Like th that's the ultimate dream. Right. So, um, well, it's easy to get tied down, you know, um, 
I didn't really expect to have a little dog that I was toting around with me everywhere, especially like a chihuahua sized dog. I like bigger dogs and expected to have more of that kind of energy around me. But I actually found him on the beach during one of my six months trips when I was in the Dominican Republic. I found him. No way. This little puppy that needed a mom. And and now he's my adventure dog. We go everywhere together. You take him everywhere? Yeah, of course. He is with me everywhere. He hates the snow. I had to literally throw him out there today and he'll be pumped when we're back on the beach down south. I actually, I got a question. Like, is there, um, cause I was thinking about that. Cause like we have the, the dog and the cat and I'm wondering like, do you need like a passport for them or you just take them on the plane? Like, is there any issues at all? Take them to other countries or how does it work? You do have to like get some kind of health clearance through the vet. Um, and that can be kind of different country to country, what that looks like. But basically if they're fully vaccinated and you have all the paperwork for them, you can typically take them anywhere. Just look into the country that you're going to first, because sometimes they have restrictions on breeds or different paperwork that they need, yada, yada. It's funny because I spent the money to bring him down to Mexico, have all the paperwork in line. The first two times I went there, no one even checked the paperwork. Mexico, you never know what you're going to get when you go down there. So the first two times I walked right through the airport, no one even asked about him. The third time I went to walk through security, like these two guys were like, what are you doing? You have to go to this room and check your dog in. And it was this whole thing where I was like, didn't see that coming because, yeah, there's just not a lot of consistency there. So that's another thing you should prepare for. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's, that's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, mm-hmm. Something else I wanted to dive into because you you said that you um, quit smoking weed. Um now my question to you is is why? Because there's a lot. I know there's a lot of people out there that smokes a lot of weed, and they probably say to themselves every single day, oh, "I wish I didn't smoke this much weed," but they never quit. So, like, why did mm-hmm. you? Well, for me, um, I gotta say, I still love smoking weed. I just don't because I'm not one of those people that can have the balance. I cut back for a while because honestly, my whole adult life, I was a pretty casual weed smoker, uh, Mm. East Coast mentality. It's very common. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I cut it back to just being a weekend smoker. And I felt like it was still really making me sluggish and kind of making the first couple days of my week drag on. And I also didn't like how much focus I had on it. I would constantly be thinking about like Friday night when I can finally just relax and have a puff and I hardly drink alcohol. So that was always my escape and my way to really like put my feet up and just enjoy something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you mentioned getting off social media and that time slowed down, that was the biggest thing I noticed about stopping weed is that I had so much more time. The days didn't just fly by. And I felt like I had so much more time to put into the things that really made me feel good 24 hours a day instead of just those couple hours of being stoned. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, longer I, was, I, I was, go without it, the less I miss it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was never really big. And actually I used to smoke it back in high school, but like in my adult life, no, I don't, I don't really smoke it at all. Um, yeah. And you might do microdose. Did you say that the, the other day? Or no? Yeah, not regularly, but it's definitely something that I enjoy. And I think it has its benefits to work into a lot of people's mindsets. And 
I've had some very good experiences with it for sure. <laughs> like like lar like larger larger doses or just or or what? No, larger doses when I was younger, just for good times. I wouldn't yeah. really be focused on like the growth or like the spiritual side of it. Um, mm. I recently spent some time on Vancouver Island and out in BC. It's actually really popular. A lot of people are into the microdosing and I love the microdosing effect of not feeling high on mushrooms, but actually just feeling enlightened and uplifted and creative. There's so much good stuff for me there. But, you know, you try these different brands of capsules or these different teas, and once in a while, it was not a microdose. <laughs> it would be advertised <laughs> as such. And then I would just be like, what have I gotten myself into? This isn't what I want at all. <laughs> but uh, I think you're right. This is going to be the next big thing in Canada. You know, we've got weed legalized and that's doing its own thing. I really think microdosing is going to be the next thing that takes off here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe that too because I, I remember when uh, weed was slowly becoming legal, you were getting these stores pop up around. And I know in Vancouver they do have stores where you can actually walk in and buy mushrooms, I do believe. I, I think they got a, a couple stores in Toronto. Um, so it's, it's definitely going to get legal, but it, it, it's funny that, that you uh, uh, what you said, cause I was actually just, uh, uh, filming a video about what people think in their mind when I tell them that they're microdosing and like most people have this like idea in their head, like, Oh, I know this guy that had a bad trip and like, you know, I'm never going to do mushrooms. Right. They just, they have such like a negative, like thought about mushrooms. But it's well, like, that's it's, their first mistake when they're trying it, too. I find that if you're going in with a lot of negative feelings, yeah, that's probably going to set you off in the wrong direction. You've got to trust the process and let it take its course that way. Yeah, but it's it's about the dosage, too. Like like you said, if you take too much, it's going to be <laughs> overwhelming, right? And like most mm -hmm. people don't understand the dosages, right? So when you actually take a, a microdose, it's exactly what you said. You feel more enlightened and creative and it's it's a very positive experience like i i don't know one person that actually tried microdosing and like the actual right amount and had something bad to say about it i don't exactly. know exactly i don't know exactly anybody. that's what it's all about yeah i was watching i don't know if you watched my story but i was uh the theo von and tony robbins uh thing yes! that I, I posted last night i i love tony robbins and everybody listens to fucking tony robbins and when he's on there talking about it i'm like oh, wow like that's you know what I mean? There's gonna be so much more people interested just because of that one conversation that he's been openly talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. I was stoked that you shared that. And um I don't know if you remember just the little clip that I shared you from Dr. Was it Mike Hart that I shared something with you yesterday about how he was saying that like in Canada you have easier access to oh, yes. medic yeah. medically induced suicide as opposed to like having some kind of psychotherapy treatment with microdosing mushrooms. And that, if it's true, is just so mind blowing to me. I find Canada, we get halfway there with a good idea and then all of a sudden things get flipped in the medical system. And I just don't agree or understand a lot of the direction that we end up taking with our awesome free healthcare. So that's another mm. reason that I like to spend time in Mexico as well. It really helps me see some of the differences, what works, what doesn't. I mean, both countries definitely have pros and cons when it comes to healthcare and anything. <laughs> you can apply that to 
any type of concept in either country where you'll find good things about it and bad things about it. But I love getting to experience different countries in that way and not just in a vacation lifestyle. Yeah, I need to start traveling more. I honestly do. Because like at a young age, I moved away from Newfoundland at 17 and I was up in Alberta and Saskatchewan for like 10 years. And anytime I would get time off, I would come back to Newfoundland to see my family and I wouldn't go anywhere else. And like, it was not until I got about, I don't know, 26, 27 that I've really started like traveling a little bit, but like, I still haven't traveled to many places. So it's something that I got, you got, you got me motivated to, to go experience new places. Um, Good. I'm yeah. glad you're feeling inspired. I left home at 18 too, to live that out West dream of making money. And Crazy. I don't understand. It is so expensive to travel in Canada. Like I had the odd trip, I had the odd trip that would take me out of the country as well. But I spent so much money just going home to visit my family. Like mm. you work so hard, you commit all those long weeks, like we were talking about, and then just to go see your mom is like spending everything. Then you go back, build up the account again. It's such a weird cycle of living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one last question. Oh, well, not question, Kate. Um, I, I got this. I don't know if you listen to the school, school of greatness, Lewis house, the podcast. No, I haven't okay. heard of that one. Well, he, he, he does something with his guests at towards the end. I kind of want to do, um, everything that you have learned in your life, like all the things that you've gained, all the knowledge that you, you've gained. If you were just say you were to, to not be here tomorrow, what would you leave to the world? Like what would be your one piece of advice to the world? First thing that's coming to mind is to travel. Honestly, I think so many people want to do it or they don't take the plunge or they think that they don't have the money or they have commitments holding them back. I think that the experiences that come from traveling and see the world are just incomparable to anything else you can find. It's something that I wished I did when I was younger too, to gain a broader perspective on this world. And, you know, you just learn so much about yourself while traveling and that would be what I encourage more than anything if I had to leave something behind. Yeah. But taking care of your mental wellness as well and going within is something that I talk about so much. Uh, people get caught up in their jobs or taking care of their families and they really forget that the greatest things are going to come from focusing within and being the best version of themselves for their job, for their family. That's how they do it. But so many people get so busy. They don't even realize it. <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that because a lot of people are always looking elsewhere for happiness and not within here. And I was definitely that guy that like, I'd always be seeking relationships to like try to find this happiness that I never had. Right. And if, if like, if they weren't happy, I weren't, I wasn't happy. And if, if they mm -hmm. were like, if, maybe if we were breaking up, oh, you took away my happiness, you know what I mean? And then once I started to actually start working on me, working on myself and I realized that happiness comes within here now, like nobody's going to take away from my happiness. I don't give a fuck what happens. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's, that's well, great. I've been listening to Tony Robbins for years as well. And he'll be the first to tell you that money doesn't buy your happiness. He's worked with how many millionaire and billionaire clients that are struggling and they're unhappy. And it's just like, that's not the answer. A lot of people think it is as soon as they have the stability and the money that that's the answer, but you've got to find happiness without all that stuff. And I've been cutting back on 
everything, you know, when I worked on the rigs, I always had to have a new car. Now I drive something that it's not a beater, but it's 10 years old. Uh, Same. Just don't have the biggest, fanciest TV anymore. Like just all of those things that really don't matter. And you can easily spend money on the newest version of the iPhone or whatever it is that you think you need. And so often it's not because it really is just about what you can experience in the world, the relationships you can build with people and having that community, that connection, that's such an important part of finding happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I agree with making, making relationships and having community because you, you really never know what is going to be offered to you just by like talking to somebody, right? You might have like, you never know, right? I don't know. We just, uh, a lot of people are just scared. I think a lot of people are just like, like, I don't know if it's COVID or something, but everybody seems like to themselves a lot, you know? But Yeah. That's definitely been a huge shift where that was such a weird time, man. I don't even know how to describe it. Well, just the fact that like you weren't allowed to leave your house, you weren't allowed to go see your family. They had like limits on how many people that could go to your Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm just like, this is not good for anybody. And uh, I definitely have no fear of the world or what's in the air. I would rather make the most of my time here than live a life in isolation like that. Man, I seen a I seen a video the other day talking about the COVID vaccines and stuff. I know this is way off topic, but uh, it was it was talking about like how many people there are in the world and how many vaccines that they had made. Like, and there was three different vaccines, and they were all ready. Like, they were ready to go. They were they were already made. So it's almost it was it's definitely it was definitely planned. I I feel like it was definitely pre planned. Man, don't get me started on this topic <laughs> because we'll be here for hours. Um, yeah, everything about the rollout of that, the information that was available, how they were promoting it, was very misaligned with everything I believe in, and especially like freedom of choice. That's mm. something that I just won't ever let go of myself. And if I have to live in Mexico full time because of certain restrictions or anything that happens. That's what I'll do. But I mean, nothing's permanent. That's another thing, like living your life, just knowing that nothing's permanent. That's something that you have to accept. Like I could set up in Mexico and commit my whole life there and then their government could change how they run things. And then I'll be reassessing life, creating a new plan that way. But being flexible and adaptable are definitely keys to happiness. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I'm going to I'm going to end this there. Um if you want to let the people know where to find you, um, I don't know, some projects you've got coming up, you let them know. Cool. Thanks for that. Um, easiest way to reach me is just through good old Instagram. My tag is O-Hail. Yeah. My name's Haley and it's H-A-Y-L for the hail, but hail yeah. I have a few different programs that are coming up. Some are more fitness and physical based. Some of them are a little bit more mindset based, but all of them are uh, routed around more of a three month commitment and a three month program. I'm sure you know that, uh, you know, anything you do takes a lot of time. And I really try to get people on a short term, but long term plan so that they can commit to themselves and really see what they're truly capable of once they throw themselves into something, reap the benefits of committing to themselves. And I would love to work with anybody that's interested in that. Cool. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Peace. Bye.